Hi guys. Hey guys. It's Walter. And Tiki. And this is True Ghost Stories. By Real People. And we are here about to read some more stories from our Facebook group. Okay. And perhaps some different stories once we take that 30 minute, uh, you know, once the first 30 is up and we go to commercial, then we come back. Yep. Then we'll do some different ones. And before we get into it, I'm going to tell you what it's going to be and what it's always going to be. And if you can't deal with it and you don't like it. You can go ahead and feel free to exit out of this podcast and go on and find yourself another podcast to listen to. Because we are going to read these stories. We are going to banter and we are going to interrupt, stop, and continue. And if you don't like that and you just want to hear the story straight through. They got places for that. Exactly. I would suggest you saddle up your pink pony <laughs> and you ride it all the way to Dorset. <laughs> Remember that lady used to say? Uh-huh. All right, you start. I'm going to start and I'm going to let you guys know right now. That I'm, I, unlike Tiki, will not be reading these stories if they are incorrect. You will hear it the same way I see it. Mm. And that is how you will get it. And we will blame them together. Because <laughs> you will not say that I can't read. Okay. Okay, this is by Jackal Hyde. This is a constant occurrence in my home. Every night between two... And 3 a.m., I get the feeling that I'm being watched. Now, I always get a mental image of an old man in a top hat. I bending over and looking at me. He has this sinister grin going on. It's kind of creepy if you ask me. Lately, I've been sitting on my bed. You can feel him sit down. And he pushes my dogs off the bed. Now, I know my dogs. And the only time they get off the bed is when I get out of bed. Yesterday, I sat on the bed and something whispered, hey, sweetie. Mm. My dog literally started to growl and back into me as if he was protecting me. I told my dog to calm down, and apparently the top hat man didn't like that. So he physically pushed me out of the bed with my dogs. Now, I'm not one to scare easily as I've grown, as I've grown up in various haunted homes. I got so mad that I turned around to where I felt him and yelled at him to get the hell out of my house. My room went from super cold to sauna in a second, and I heard the front door bang. Now, I don't know who he was or what he wanted, but as soon as I felt touched, I went into fight mode. Let's see what happens tonight. Hmm. That's it? Yeah. Mm. Fight mode with a ghost. That was deep. Jekyll, you is better than me. Because I wouldn't have... Uh, I'm not doing it with I you. I wasn't okay with that at all. Not, first of all, don't put your hands on me or my pet at if, the end of the day. If I'm being honest, you can slap them dogs six weeks from Sunday. And that's not my personal responsibility or my problem. I don't know. Y'all bold when y'all get to these arguing with these spirits. Yeah, whatnot. that's very brave. Like That is they, bold. They, they just go off like right off the rip. Like, get the hell out of my house oh shit you got the gumption <laughs> yeah because i'm scared Something. i be thinking they're gonna come back with who are you talking like just come yeah, just next thing you know force. you throwing you up in the air you in the air hanging down looking at the bed above I, the bed i don't fucking know man i know like if you got enough strength to push me off the bed that means you could choke me that's what i'm always scared of walking down the stairs and you push me down the and stairs. what can i do to stop you 
you're, you're, and, you're and, dead. And who's going to believe it? That's just I mean, lie. unless I crack my head and discorporate from my body, then I feel like we on even playing ground, and I'm about to have to, you know, we about to have to... Tap yeah, that Yeah, I'm about to have to square up. <laughs> Kick me the fair one, as yeah. they say. Okay. That was pretty decent. I like that one. Um, this I marked this the one next story that says is love. by Jen L. Hine. We've had stories by Jen. Mm-hmm. Okay, she says, Before Reddit.com user Diggs Dolls got down to recounting their scariest of ghost stories about living in a place that was obviously teeming with honest-to-goodness members of the supernatural world, they pointed out the irony of ghost stories that begin with the phrase, I don't believe in ghosts, but... Dot, dot, dot. After all, no matter how a ghost story begins... It always hinges on the notion that, come on, of course, we believe in ghosts. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. It was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s. I'd come back home. No, I'd been there for a few months when I came home from work one day and went into the bathroom. I saw something strange. A wooden board which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space lay fractured in two pieces on the ground. I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick and it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. I thought the landlord had sent someone to work on the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there for sure, I thought. I emailed emailed pictures to the landlord asking if, if anyone had been there with an undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. Her reply read, please call me as soon as you are able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had the same thing happen. She promised to replace the board and she did. A month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body was covered in goosebumps. It felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands on me. Everything was silent, but then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. I froze, convinced someone was up there. It went out. Of course. Give me a second, guys. I told you we'll be doing that. So I'm going to be on that Bailey. I love Bailey, might I add. We're not talking about that. But I did. A month ago, <laughs> uh, I froze. There was a, there is no way an animal could make that sound. After five minutes, I worked up the courage to turn on the light, arm myself with a cricket bat, and walk to the bathroom. That's when I saw that the new board covering the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. The dragon sound had stopped, but I heard something else. Whispered. The sound was clear, and... The sound was clear. Coming in the... Okay, it was clear. And then what was it? And it was coming from the attic. It sounded like children's voices. And I could hear one sentence repeated over and over. It's your turn. It's your turn. I switched on every light in my apartment to make things feel normal. By this time, it was 5 a.m. and still dark outside. I watched TV to try to unwind. But then a fuse blew. And my pet pudgy, Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen usually never made a sound at night but he started squawking like he was being strangled 
That's a cat. I mean, that's a dog. I I don't know. Or is that a bird? I think it's a bird. I'd never heard him make those sorts of noises. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys, ran out, sat in my car, and waited there until the sun came up. When I saw people walking their dogs, this comforted me enough to go back in. The front door was open, but I figured I might have forgotten to close it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked to the bathroom, I heard splashing. Dexter was half-drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him. I was so confused. At 8 a.m., I called the landlord and gave her a watered-down version of the night. Oh, wow, you heard the whispering too, she said. I stayed in that apartment for another 18 months. I heard whispering on a few occasions, and twice the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved. Although I lived, else, although I lived elsewhere now, the landlord recently called. She said that her new tenants had begged to speak with me about some of the stuff that's been going on there. Forget it. It's their problem now. I would talk to my... T- I would talk to them. Not me. That's like the other girl when she knocked on the door. He was like, yeah. You should have known she wasn't going to talk to them. This is the same girl just left her pet in there, grabbed her car keys and said, fuck that cat, dog, or bird. <laughs> she did dip her with her. I mean, I respect that because that's what I would have done. But unlike her, I wouldn't have came back. Whatever that animal was, it would have drowned in that toilet or from starvation because I ain't been there to feed it in weeks. Wow. And I didn't think to go back and feed it. You would just it's left. Their you would turn. not have left it's no their turn. mittens in there. You know you're lying. Look at me. It's their turn. You would have left. It's their turn. Bet you I would. You would have not left Bet your I cat in there. I would have thought about that shit for weeks. It would have ate me up inside. To I would have no- said I left the door open. I hope that she had enough sense to walk out and like go scrounge for field mouse or something. What? Like, go find some film. And never to be seen again. You because wouldn't it feel ain't no way. I would. I would have cried. They caused me to lose my cat. Every, I'd have talked about it. But as far as going back to get her, if she didn't run on my head, if she wasn't nipping at my heels when I was heading <laughs> for that front door, <laughs> she's fucked. <laughs> That's dirty. I would leave my. I would grab Simba. And while you in the house grabbing, Walter's out the front door. So be in that car by the time I started up, or you're fucked. <laughs> Yo, you would not leave. I had this. to start the car and drive. And if you wasn't in that passenger seat when I started that if car and that started to time, drive, I swear to God, <laughs> that's what I would have been. You'd have left me. I'm sorry. Simba. I'm sorry. It meant my life. And so fuck ours. That's what you're saying. No, I didn't say it. you said it when you chose to go back for that cat. That meant that I'm in going your to mi- get my look, damn cat. That meant in your mind that your life was less important than that cat's. Huh? That <laughs> that's what it means to me. It means in your mind, whatever is coming for that cat should also come for you. I'm, because I'm you were willing to save that Yo, cat I'm instead of yourself. Cat. You're not going to be in there torturing my cat. All you're going to see is ass and heels from Walt. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yo, that's dirty. It that means is, my life. All right. That's and fine. neither you or that cat can save me. <coughs> so I've got to go. That's fine. I mean, it, it don't have no choice. No, but that's fine. Either. I it, see what it is. It can't be anything but fine. Okay. You went back for a cat. That's where you're, That's what was important to you. Moving on. Safety. Moving on. To me. It's, it's what's important to me now. Moving on. Mm. Okay. Remember okay. that. So this is from Sarah Duncan. Hello, Sarah. <clears throat> Once when I was younger, I was sleeping soundly. I was sleeping soundly, as was everyone else in the house. At one point in the middle of the night, I was woken up by my bed being shaken. 
My door was locked and I was alone in the room. I got up and walked around my house to see if maybe one of my dogs were in the room without me knowing, but they were both sound asleep in the living room. I walked past the front door and realized it was unlocked, so I locked it. The morning after that we noticed that our truck had been broken into and we later got word that there had been a dangerous criminal that was caught in the woods surrounding my neighborhood. On top of that, one of our neighbors were robbed. Luckily, no one was harmed as they were out of town. I didn't think much of it, of it at first since I had forgotten about the night before. But once I remembered, I started thinking. My mom died when I was three. But from the stories I hear of her, she was very loving and protective. I wonder if that night she warned me to make sure my house was secured and I would be safe. Yeah, because what reason would you... Um, now, her bedroom door was locked, she said. Mm -hmm. So there's no way in hell that the robber or the man who broke in or whatever would have been able to be the one that was jiggling her being and woke her out of her sleep. Otherwise, when she'd opened her eyes, he'd have been there and then, you know, this probably would have been a different story. But she said her front door was unlocked. Yeah, so that means you so was in my house. Was in her house. And, and the car was broken into the next day they found out. Mm -hmm. So that means you was around my shit while I was asleep and whoever it was did break to me. Girl, get, you need to get the fuck up and go check your house. But don't, mommy, if you die and somebody break in my house and you see it from the afterlife, um, lock my door for me and scare them. Don't wake me up <laughs> to go and do it because now that you're shaking my bed and woke me up, my first reaction is not to get up and roam around my house and check because now somebody's in the room with me and it's clearly not a dog. I wouldn't do it like that. I would say, Walter, get up. You now you've been fucked up. Yeah, that means you now gonna I'm get not up. getting out of bed. You're gonna be like, and uh -huh. now I'm a lady stiff. I heard her voice and she said, "Get up! What the fuck could she possibly want? Is she in here? Are you around me? I told yeah. you I'm not into that feeling. Or I just be like, someone's in the house. That's even worse. Now I'm just gonna call the police and say someone's in the house. Along with my mother, dead mother at that. <laughs> just take me to the loony bin because I'm not built for any of this. I'm not built for ghosts. I'm not built for robbers. I'm, I just, I just want to live in a world where we don't have these type of issues. Like, I just want to live in a, a world where this type of stuff don't go on. All right. We're going to move on to the next one. This is Juliet. It's Mayo. Hello, Juliet. So, hello again. Oh, step room, room 14, room one, fourth floor. Right. I guess that's the name of it. Okay. So, hello again. I'm here to share my unforgettable experience, sleep paralysis. It happened two months ago in the hospital where my aunt admit where my aunt admitted and I was the one looking after her at that time. She was transferred to room one in the fourth floor from room eleven on the third floor where she was staying because she was scheduled for operation the next day in room one. There are four beds and I slept on the vacant bed beside my aunt's bed. I'm half asleep that moment when suddenly something jumped exactly inside my arm because I laid on my side. I know and I feel it because I'm just half asleep. In fact, I still hear the mother and daughter who's sharing with us inside the room who occupied the two other beds that they're still talking. That's something. Jumped in my arms. It's hairy. Pause. Hmm. That's something jumped in my arms is Harry. That's why I am sure it's a cat. And am wondering why is there a cat in our room? 
and then suddenly I felt someone standing behind me for a long time and I really hear his Why are you reading voice. like a on like a run on breathing? I said he or she since I didn't see the person. I wanna open my eyes cause I wanna see who it is. Was so terrified cause I can't open it. Why just only half? Even I'm trying so bad to wake up. I really feel so scared as hell that moment. I know something wasn't right. What I did is to pray repeatedly. In Jesus' name, please let me wake up. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, please help me. That's she said my, all of them? That's my prayer repeatedly. And I woke up maybe after about five minutes or even more, I guess. She said all of them? Yeah. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah. Right. But for me, it's truly, it truly ages before I wake up. I feel horrified, terrified, and my whole body shaking. Since it's still dark, I just came back bed, tried to sleep, still horrified, covering under the blanket. The next morning, I told Aunt what happened to me that night, asking if she didn't feel anything strange happening on me. She told me... She told me that she's also wondering why she slept early last night. She all's sleep like, late. Let me have it her. <laughs> I told the lady security guard my experience since her post is near our room. She said it's true that the room which we stay in is haunted. In fact, there are a lot of patients telling their scary experience on that room. She even also felt it too and have her own scary experience. Not only in that room, but some corners of the hospital as well. But that's another story. Thank God we just stayed one night in room one in fourth floor. Because after the operation, my aunt was transferred to second floor. Hope you like it. Thank you. I would have uh, First of all, I know about them scary hospitals. Let me tell y'all. When Walter... Mm, 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 mm. Let me tell y'all. And this is a side note. Pause from telling these stories from Facebook. And play from me telling you what was going on in that hospital. Man, when Walter was in the hospital, right? Hmm. I, if we got some people, I know some people from Philly, right? Mm-hmm. So they know what CHOP look like. Yeah. So he was in CHOP, and everything was smooth. I liked a lot of the rooms. But this one particular room, what was that room? Um, My last room, I think. No, it wasn't the last. It was the one when I used to always walk straight to the uh, thing at night, and then I stopped doing it. Oh, that was when I was on the um on three east. Okay, now there was nothing wrong with the room per se. What was creepy was walking down the hall because, if anybody know, when you at the hospital and you stay the, with the hospital with your loved one, you get to go to the uh, what is it called? The nourishment, nourishment room. room. Yeah, the nourishment room. So. We would go, I would go in there at night because Walter had a thing. Like, we would be so, we would, we would wait, since everybody wanted to talk about me eating, we would wait till late night to eat. Yeah. Go downstairs in the cafeteria, and the cafeteria would stay open from like, mm, I want to say from dinner time to about 10 o'clock, and then it would close. And then it would open again yeah, like, at like, yeah. One o'clock in the morning and stay open till like seven in the morning. Well, yeah, no, stay open for the rest of the night. Until, until it's time to open for the morning. Yeah. But in between that, the nourish, 
treatment room had like the microwave where you can make coffee, get ice and something to drink or keep your food in the refrigerator that's in there. So it was this one time I was walking there and like also the laundry room, the laundry room was in there. And so it had um everything that you needed to wash clothes or whatever. So I I would walk in there late night, maybe like around 10 o'clock to do everything because all day it's like busy. So it's, it's, it stays with like people using the lounge room. So you have to wait. So I would wait and do mine like late night where I know everybody's really in there, you know, sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I walk in there, I get this eerie feeling like I'm being watched. Now, mind you, I walked in there and I didn't see anyone anyone so i come i go the way it's shaped it's like it's it's it was like a chair where like the security guard would sit when you first walk in there so you would see him first then you walk to the left and there would be the laundry room and then you would come out the laundry room and you could go straight and like to the right is like the refrigerator microwave and all the stuff that you need so when i walked in i felt like somebody was watching me so I was scared. I was scared to go into the laundry room because once you're in the laundry room, you can't see if somebody comes in. So I was like, no, I'm not going in there right now. I need to sit down. So I sat down at the um, at the desk where the security guard would be sitting if he was in there. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking all around like I don't like this feeling. I didn't like it at all. Next thing you know, I get up. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go do what I got to do so I can get out of here. I go around to get the, um, to, to make me and Walter's late night snack and get our ice and everything. I come from around that bend and lo and behold, the security guard sitting right there. Mm. Mind you, he didn't say anything to me. And I didn't say anything to him. Now, normally he'd say, hello, if who's, who's ever in there, they'll speak. He didn't speak to me and I didn't speak to him. I kept it pushing because I was already scared. Where did you come from? And then after that, I go back to the room. And on a different night, I, this this will be the routine. He's never in there when I'm when I'm walking straight in there. But I don't care if it's a millisecond. You walk back and he's sitting there. Mm. To the point now, I'm telling the nurses that I think that the security guard is a ghost, right? <laughs> because I'm I'm really trying to figure out how he always manages to come in there at the split second that I'm about to leave, but he's never in there. Anytime that I go in there, he's never sitting directly at that desk when I first walk in there. Mm. And this one night, it happened. Another, a different occasion this happened. When I was walking in, I felt like somebody was watching me. And then I'm, I walked in there to wash clothes. When I tell you I walked out, he was sitting right there looking at me. Yo, I, I just remember throwing my clothes in the dryer and hauling it out. I never see the security guard, man, never during the day. Never when I'm first walking in there. He always pops up at the moment where I'm getting ready to walk out. You never hear him coming in, and it's so small. It's so compacted, so you would hear the doors opening. You would hear, you know them type of chairs that make that noise when it's it's going across the floor? Mm -hmm. You would hear that. You never hear none of that. And then... This one time that I was walking back to go into Walter's room, like, it's like, it was from the nourishment room, it's a long hallway. So, 
I'm all the way in the back. I'm just walking straight to the back, going to the nourishment room. Now, I go, I pass this room at the back where all of a sudden it's every light on. It's every light on in there. And mind you, once it gets, once it gets dark at the hospital, they dim the lights. Everything goes dim for everybody to rest because it was a children's hospital that they had him in because he was on this. Tell him. I had a, um, what is that called? It's like an experiment. Yeah, they gave him this experiment drug where they take, um, my T-cells. Yeah, you take his T-cells out and re-engineer them and put them back in. And the only people that did that was the children's hospital. So they let them slide. They were like, here! <laughs> so, everything was dim. Except for this one room. It was bright. The light was on. Like, I'm wondering, why is this light on and every other light is dark? So I go in there, get the eyes, come back out. Now this room is pitch dark. And I see the TV playing. Like, is there somebody in there? So I'm thinking, oh, they must have moved somebody in the room. Mm. So I look in the room. The TV's on. It's dark in the room. And no, and the bed is not even in there. It's no bed, no nothing. See, that's what I want. So then I'm like, I'm tripping. I start moving real fast. And I start going back to the room. But then you wanted some cheese. So I had to go back out and go get the cheese, melt the cheese and all that. Now I go to the room. There's no TV or no bed in there. I said, you know what? I'm bugging. This whole back here is is haunted. And that's when I stopped going. I stopped going to get him ice. I started using the nurses more. I was done. Uh, Well, that did. I mean, the only time I really seen anything at the hospital was when I was high off my... um, Never mind. My meds. I can't say that I was really high because sometimes, like for a, a while after that, it, like only a couple of months after that, mm-hmm. I was seeing people's uh, auras mm-hmm. and everything so vividly. And then like it, it slowly faded back to normal to where I didn't Because it was probably close to death. But at one point, Talia was in the shower. This is when my sister had stayed with me. Um, my sister Talia was in the shower and I was laying in bed and they had just gave me, I think they had gave me like a little taste of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me, no, because no, I, I, I just had to get that thing in my neck mm. where they was uh, taking out my blood to get my T cells. They mm-hmm. was taking, they was whatever they were doing. It was a thick ass tube jammed into my uh, into my neck, and they were draining blood out. And then they were gonna after they engineered, they were gonna come and put it back in. Mm-hmm. But they were draining it out, and I was like in and out of sleep, and yet I knew I wasn't asleep because Talia was in the shower. I could hear Talia talking. Mm-hmm. But I was still like kind of loopy and high in and out, and I remember a child like this. He had to be about four or five. No, I don't think he was four or five because he was wearing a diaper, mm. and he just walks right on in, like just you know how a baby teeter totters. Mm-hmm. He just teeter tottered right on through the door, and I'm so high that like no fear went through me. I'm just looking at him, and I just called out. Talia, a little boy just walked in this room from out the door. He just came right through the door, and he just standing there. Like you thought he was lost? No, I saw him walk through the door. Through the closed door? You walked through that closed door. I knew instantly, okay, this is clearly a child that passed on in this hospital. All of this is going through my mind, but at the same time, the drugs is keeping me (laughs) so calm and just so, (laughs) like, relaxed. I'm just looking at him, and he looking at me, and I said, Talia, a little boy just... He wearing a diaper. He don't got nothing else on. And he just walked right through the door. 
And what's her last I step? heard the shower just stop. Because I know that scared the daylight. My, my, other, my daughter is a scaredy cat. For and real. poked her head through the door. What? <laughs> and like as soon as she opened the door. like That's before probably her why head, she didn't stay very long with yeah. you. you. You do scary stuff. Before her head poked out. He like just. he. I can't even say he disappeared. He just. I looked over to see her. Because I heard the door turn. And I expected her to come out. And her head popped right out. And by the time it popped out. I looked back to him. And he wasn't there. And I said. Oh he gone now. You missed it. I'm going back to sleep, girl. I remember that one time I seen I, about that um, was it a balloon or a ball? I had a balloon. I had all these balloons. I had bought all. I had bought water. All these get well balloons, and I'm sitting on the phone talking to my friend, and and you wasn't over there in your own world. Yeah. Doing your own thing, and then all of a sudden you were saying something about um. He was bouncing the ball. You was like, who bouncing the ball? And I was like. And I, mind you, I wasn't even facing him. I was facing, I, I wasn't facing Walter. I was facing the wall. No, I was facing yeah, the you window. Was, you was facing the window. You had your back to him. Yeah, I had my back to him. And then I just turned around and was like, oh my God, that wasn't you? Like, I actually. And I said, no, it was the little boy. He was standing right there in that corner bouncing that ball because he was in the dougie. And I knew, again, that he was dead because how is you standing in between balloons and you know the computer and everything was right there. Mm-hmm. The only way you would be able to do that is if you standing through the table. Well, where was he at when I said He was that? standing right through he the wa- table. Wait a minute, what did I say? And I it, was like, it only lasted a few seconds because I looked over and I, he was bouncing the ball. And I said, you don't see that? No, that's not what I said. It's it was crazy. Boy bouncing the ball. And then you turned and you said bouncing the ball. That wasn't you just bouncing that ball. I said, no, it was the little boy just bouncing that ball. Then the lady came in there. Remember the nurse came in there. She said, what's going on? And I, I said, like, there was a child just standing in that corner, bouncing a ball, and she heard the ball. It wasn't me bouncing yeah, I didn't, the ball. I didn't see nothing. I just heard the ball bouncing, and I was thinking, what's well, over there doing something with a ball? Like, I throwing wasn't. it at the wall or something. And then I just happened to look at all them balloons, and the little boy would always play with the balloons. Yeah, they would pull Because they down, would always pull down and, and pop back, back up. up. Pull down and pop back up, and I let him. I wasn't scared because it wasn't a scary feeling because you know we I'm were in a children's, in a children's hospital. hospital. I'm on the oncology floor. Mm-hmm. I can assume that sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. So I can gather that you would still be here. It was like I. I hated when you left though, because one of my nurses came in there and she was telling me the story about the room two doors up from me, and how the little girl didn't used to like to be in there in the dark. And she had died. So after that, she was just like always, they always got to go in there and flick the light off. Or she had a zinc dripping and they know they turning it off. And by the time they come back in there or they passing by, they can hear the water running. So they would always go in and out. And then they put another girl in there. And when she was talking to her, she was like, what's going on? She was like, um, she just kept on crying and crying and crying. The nurse, she was like, and so I, I go in there and I'm like, what's wrong with her? And she's like, um, there is a clown. And it, it, it's like had red eyes, and it was just harassing this little girl. And the nurse was like, "I, oh, I, I wanted to story. go home. She told you, I was there with you. She wanted to go home so bad." The nurse. Yeah, but she, it was she just stuck it out. I said, "Girl, you's a fool. I'd have been out of there so quick." Deuces. You can't just. Sorry, little sick like girl. That. Watch me. You must go and quit. Then that is what I'll do. Quit. I am not going to be pressured into putting up with shit that I don't have to put up with. <laughs> 
I don't need this job. I'm pretty sure there are other hospitals in the surrounding area that will have me. And if not, I will become one of those nurses for somebody's house. You know, when you go to take care of the old people, Mm -hmm. I will do that long before I put up with a rusty ass clown in the corner (laughs) scaring this young tyke. And then she's scaring me. I'm not putting up with it. I won't. But that's neither here nor there. We'll be right back after this commercial break. And we're back. Hey guys, boom, boom, boom. Jumping straight into another story. And this is from Patty Solace. Hello, Patty. Okay. She says, hello, Tiki and Walter. I have so many stories. Hope you have, hope you have hours, which we do. Oh, didn't we hear this one yesterday? Uh-uh. I didn't read it yet. No, I didn't read this one. I told her I would read it. Oh, okay. Okay. My first experience with the paranormal was when I was like 9 or 10. My parents were going through a divorce which left our home feeling dark and heavy. I would later learn that my mom's boyfriend and my dad's girlfriend were both into witchcraft. Anyway, one day after a day of parental drama, I laid down on the couch just admiring our Christmas tree with all our Christmas cards that we had received. Mom always placed the cards on the tree. Well, all of a sudden, they all fell off at one time. The very next week, I was in my sister's bedroom, and she had a tw- and she had twin beds in her room. I was laying down in the bed next to the drapes, reading the book. Something caught me off guard from the corner of my eye and saw the drapes moving. It looked like someone was walking next to them, kicking the blinds as they walked. I sat there in shock and then saw an imprint on the bed as if someone sat down next to me. I took off running out of the room and never stepped foot into that room again. When I was about 15, my grandmother passed away. My mom had pulled my sister and I out of school early so we could go home and pack so we could go to the valley, which was seven hours away. During our drive to the valley, I noticed a red swirling light behind us and told my mom that we were getting pulled over. She pulled over and the red swirling light disappeared and no cars passed us. We looked at the clock in the car and it said 9.20 p.m. We arrived at our family's house in the valley. They had told us that my grandmom had passed about 9.20. My second paranormal experience was when I was 30 years old and living in Richmond, Virginia. I met my now husband very early into our relationship. We took a drive into the battlefields of Jamestown. As we were driving the trail, I noticed an orb fluttering in the trees and watched it flutter for a good 30 seconds. I waited for five minutes, and at the same time, he asked me if I saw what he saw. It was crazy, and the orb fluttered around for about 30 seconds, and then poof, disappeared into the trees. I didn't experience anything else until my husband and I were married. We bought our first home in Virginia. Our dryer ceiling fans would turn on and off by themselves. One day, I was washing dishes, and the dish soap was on the sink window sill, All of a sudden, it flew to the middle of the stove. Several times, we would come home to find all our windows open when no one had been home. There was a spot spot walking from into the kitchen from the living room, and the only... Thank you. Hold on, guys. At home, there was a spot walking. 
Why you don't ever see it when I see it? One day I was washing dishes and the dish soap was on the sink windowsill and all of a sudden it flew to the middle of the stove. Several times we would come home to find our windows open when no one had been home. There was a spot walking from into the kitchen from the living room and only in one spot you could smell a sulfuric acid smell. But once you stepped off that spot, it would go away. <laughs> My daughter, when she was two and three, would randomly pick up her baby doll to comfort it and say, that is spooky, but it's okay. One of the last things that happened to us before we moved and left the house happened to my eldest son. I went to the post office, which was two or three miles from our home, and I just put our mail in the drop box. When I got home, I noticed the camera bag on our bed. I called my husband to see where he was, and he said he'd been downtown all day. Okay. How was it? Yeah. I get into water because I had to cough and I didn't want to interrupt the show, guys. Okay. So, what's next? So, you want to read the other one? I'll do it. Let me. Pick. Okay, we already read these people. I'm going to go down the bottom because we always. We yeah, have we so many. We top because it's like. 28,000 followers, so you have to... <laughs> you, you, you love saying that, don't you? I do. Proud of them followers. I love it. Okay. But it is a lot. I try to... I want to get everybody in that I... Cause they talk. Oh, no, we got to do this one. This one, Mark Wright. Hello, Mark. And he shared the link of... Um, remember I was saying the Black Eyed Kids? Oh, yeah. With the story of it. So... Mark, and you're talking about the black-eyed child, the dark story behind the sinister legend that roams Canic Chase. You okay. was ready, wasn't you? I was. <laughs> when you peel away the hiking trails, picnic spots, and beautiful woodland, there is a dark and sinister history to the area that has paved the way for the legend of the black-eyed child of Canic Chase. Canic Chase is known for its idyllic scenery and beautiful walking trails through miles of woodland. However, this beauty hides a dark and sinister past. During the, 16, during the 1960s, a beast prowled the area, seeking out young female, female victims. In 1965, Margaret Reynolds, a six-year-old girl, vanished whilst walking to school. The local area pulled together in a search party consisting of over 2,000 people searched for her. They didn't find her. That very same year, another young girl, five-year-old Diffany, Diane Tiff, left Where her... Where did you get I don't from? know. I, I tried to put that, <laughs> that T in front of uh, Diane. I, I don't know. A young five-year-old girl named, Tiffany, named Diane Tiff <laughs> left her home to go and visit her grandmother. Mm. Unfortunately, she never arrived. I will stop there for a pause. I don't know who her parents are, but how dare you let your five-year-old... Why are they letting these kids walk to school? I'm She's not letting, six years old? Well, no, she What's, was five and no, she was going the, to her the grandmother's No, but the one before that was six years she old. She was on her way while, walking to school. Whilst walking on her way to school. That yeah. is like... How, yeah. what, what, is the school next door? It can't be. 
and I wish my six or five year old would even look at me to utter, can they, could they, no, will I let them? No, but you know what they probably, you know what it was probably like, okay, remember when we did the Riverside? Yeah. And uh, uh, Martin Luther King was across the yeah. street. So imagine somebody was six who lived next door and walked out of our, out the door next from us. I still wouldn't the, let my uh, six year old do it. Guard, I'll you know, go with but you. But I bet you people have. They have, and that's called negligent parenting. No, it isn't. There, I said it. Fuck. I'm not letting my five-year-old or six-year-old do nothing unaccompanied. <laughs> That's true, guys. But now, back in the days, they probably didn't think like that. Terrence, her brother, was the last person to see I her. I know. Alive. I said back in the days, they probably didn't think like that. Don't do that to them people back in the day. They were trusting more. And back in the day, what that type of thing wasn't heard of. Yeah, because you didn't really hear about people raping and murdering kids like that. Yes, in the that wasn't heard of. These little dirt roads, these kids skip on down to the school, going down to the schoolyard. Like... I don't know. I just don't know. But either way, mm. Raymond Morris was believed to be responsible for the Canic Chase murders. The 12th of January, 1966, the dead body of a girl was found in a ditch in Canic Chase. The police quickly arrived at the scene. After they removed the body from the ditch, they made the horrifying discovery. Another body on top of the dead girl was laying there. These two lifeless girls had been stacked on top of each other. Margaret Reynolds and Diane Tiff were no longer described as missing girls. They were dead. It was August of 1967. A man approached a seven-year-old girl, Christine Darby. The man had pulled alongside Christine and persuaded the young child to get into his car. Another child witnessed what had happened and spoke of how they watched Christine enter the stranger's car. Christine was never seen alive again. Several days after Christine Darby's disappearance, her body was found. The unknown killer had sexually assaulted her and strangled her. And had sexually assaulted her and strangled her before dumping her body approximately a mile away from the other two murder girls. Shortly after this, a local witnessed a man in a green and white car attempt to abduct another girl. The horrified witness shouted at the driver of the car before he fled. Luckily, the man took down the car's license plate. The car belonged to a man named Raymond Morris, who was a local factory worker. He said to be he was said to be a creepy man who had allegedly been seen taking photos of schoolgirls in 1966. At the time, the police didn't have enough evidence to actually arrest Morris for anything. Authorities did manage to arrest Morris in 1969 and send him to trial for the killing of Christine Darby. An investor and an, an officer that worked at the that worked on the investigation of Morris said he had cold calculating eyes and showed no remorse. Wow. The police believed that Morris was guilty of the murders of the other two girls. However, there was only evidence enough to charge him for the killing of Christine Darby. On the 18th of February, 1969, a jury took only two hours to convict Morris of murder. He was sentenced to life in prison shortly thereafter. Morris served 45 years in prison before he died on the 11th of March, 2014. In electric chair? I mean, not electric chair, what? He just died. He probably, he was already old in 1969. So they, they didn't give him the death penalty? Uh, it, no. Wow. He just, they gave him life. Mm -hmm. The death of Morris, unfortunately, did not bring an end to this story.
For many years, people have claimed to have come in contact with ghostly children who appear to have no eyes. Some people believe these to be the ghosts of murdered children. This is where the legend of the black-eyed child of Canick Chase was born. Over the years, following the sickening murder of the girls, people have claimed to see a bloody... No, people have seen... People have claimed to see a ghostly girl walking the trails of Canick Chase. Those who have claimed to witness these ghostly sightings have all said that she has no eyes, but rather two dark orbs where her eyes should be. Many locals in the Canick area believe that Christine Darby spends her eternity wandering around the trails as she cannot see. People believe that she cannot see because Raymond Morris put a blindfold on her before he killed her. Whoa. Paranormal activity is a common thing in Canick Chase and the surrounding areas. Over the years, it has been the home of many reportings and even strange phenomena. Could it be possible that the spirits of these deceased girls are still walking the trails? In 2014, another credible witness came forward. She claimed she had come into close contact with the black-eyed child. The woman claimed that she heard what sounded like screams before seeing a sightless ghostly specter around the Birches Valley area of Canick Chase. The witness said, we instantly started running towards the noise. She said, we couldn't find the child anywhere. Pause. We instantly started running towards the noise. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Well, no, wait. They said they heard a child? Let me tell you. No, they did. They said they heard a she child? Said, she said, we instantly started running towards the noise. We couldn't find the child anywhere, and so we stopped to catch our breath. So, that yeah, means that you thought heard you heard a child, a child. Yeah, that's what I'm going to run to, toward the child. Yeah. The child is screaming. Like, come on, Walter. You'll be what kind running of shit that motherfucker by yourself. I don't care if I heard gag gag goo goo. It's not my business. Wow. Whoever brought that child out there, that's their business. The Lord is always watching. Somebody told me when I was a child that he sits high and he looks <laughs> low. That means that if you're not doing anything in your infinite power, <laughs> huh, to stop what is happening, who am I but a lowly mortal who needs to mind his fucking business? Wow. And that's what I plan on doing. Marching to the beat of not my business. Wow. That is not my business. And I'll make up every excuse in my motherfucking head. Somebody's child is out there. They with their parent. And they out there. That's them. They crying. And they, but their dad or mom must have said they couldn't do something. Not, wham, wham. not if you was with me, you wouldn't. Then you'll be going by yourself. Because I would be like, what? And I'm going to say, you going that way? And I would say, yeah, we going to go see what the noise is. Oh, I'm fine. I didn't need to worry because it didn't hit my ears and make me feel like I needed to know what the noise was. And if we hear it again screaming all helplessly. I like, wouldn't give a fuck if I heard, help me. The next thing in my mind, I believe, what they want to say is, we're all the dead kids. I have to get away from here. I can't be found. I can't be seen. No, you didn't say that. We're all the dead kids. I feel like they all float uh -uh. once they're in the woods, and I can't float with you. I can, I'm can. i too old to stop it. You is not right, yo. Huh? And that's, that's Penny Wise. <laughs> you're too old to stop it. At a certain age, you're not supposed to... Like, I feel like going and investigating noises, that's a young man's game. That's something that, that you do when you like, 9, 10. But after a while, after you have lived in society, mm -hmm. and you have grown up, and you realize how dangerous shit is, mm -hmm. I'm no hero. I didn't sign up for the army. I didn't sign up <laughs> to be a firefighter. I didn't sign up to be a police officer. Hell, I'm not even a medic. I'm a normal person. Going, going about his normal day... 
and hopefully minding his own normal ass business because that's what I plan on doing. I would sit, ju- I would sit right there in your face and act like I ain't heard shit. Oh my god! No, and wow. we both could have heard that scream. You say you heard that? Heard what? <laughs> you heard that scream? A uh, scream? Yeah, you didn't hear it. Girl, no, but if you hear hearing screams, we need to get the hell out this forest. No, we need to go find No, 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 but when I said we needed to get the hell out of this forest, I had already got up, and my body had started to move, <laughs> and my mind went with it. And so I can do nothing for you, or the ghost, or the thing. child that could not even be a ghost. I, wouldn't, I, I, I honestly don't care if you're alive. That's between you, God, the that's police, the and your parents. It. Yeah, that was the end of it. And that's how you felt about it. That's what I felt. Give me that. She's a bold bitch to, 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 to be so brave as to talk about we didn't see the child so we stopped to catch our breath yeah i didn't look for the child i went about my way (laughs) now i'm telling you where i heard the noise and you're welcome to go give it a look-see but it won't be us going to give it a look-see wow you is not it's not my business you don't know what you could come upon you thinking it's a child and all along there's something that's mimicking a child to draw your nutty ass in and now you've been drawn in because you clearly fell for the okie doke all right, well, we got another one from... It would get you. You the type of person that it would get. You did. Yeah, well... You're, you've been killed because you don't gonna, know how to I'm mind gonna, your business. I'm not going to hear no child screaming and not go see what's going on. That's not my business. That's wrong. That's not my business. That Like, that could be, like, some really... Like, a child really could have been out there being raped. And, and I don't want to see that either. I don't yeah, want to Yeah, but you're not going to finish. And then what if Whatever I come upon that? What, going if, on. what if they do finish? Now they've bashed you in the mouth. Knocked your lights out, still finished, and now two dead people. We both can't be in this situation. I have lived far too long. Listen to me. I have lived 27 years. I have lived 27 years. No, no, no. Time out that. Don't have these listeners confused. No, we know you're violent. Don't do that either. We we have already discussed who you were in a previous life, so I think that you need to be a little less judgy (laughs) because you might not have killed children. Uh, Wait a minute. H.H. H. Holmes did kill them kids. Don't do that. That lady's children was never seen from again. So don't judge. Let she be judged. <laughs> don't do that. Don't I think me and the listeners who don't have that blood on our hands, we will speak. Don't do that. But people like you who I know for a fact have murdered in another life. Why would you sit up there and have these people really thinking I'm Jack the Ripper, yo? For what reason do you have to do that? I, I, have I ever did anything like that to make... To make you think that she's a murderer. It's just, it's, it's you know how them people be like, there were never any signs. There were signs. What signs do I show? I don't know. Just sometimes you get this far off distant look like a, <laughs> a psychopath. Or, or, or sometimes uh, you do things that make me question if you have empathy or like, like if you're a psychopath. You don't think I got empathy? I mean, I do sometimes. You can be human. But then other times, it's like, mm, mm. that was questionable. Yeah, because I don't like a lot of dumb stuff <laughs> all the time. Like, I'm not like, but don't do that. Don't have these people thinking I'm just an evil person. That's evil. That's evil. Jack the Ripper was evil. Hello? Jack the Ripper was evil. So I'm evil? Listen. Everybody has a different definition of evil. Evil. Perhaps to uh, to him, he wasn't being evil. Yeah, but he was. Okay? He was. He was murdering people. He murdered kids. He murdered women. Well, I think he- you probably feel differently now, and you've grown as a person. <laughs> but at that time, you didn't feel that way. So you're saying at that time, I didn't feel nothing. 
I was just a cold-blooded killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it. The listeners know it. The listeners don't know it. They only knowing it because cause you keep saying it. Hell, if, if a person says something multiple enough times, it got to be true. And I am telling you guys. <laughs> All right, well, we're not gonna, in this life. We're going to move on because I'm going to let that go. I'm going to listen. But I'm, back in the 1860s, you built a whole murder hotel and went to London and started slicing up prostitutes left and right with medical precision. No, I wasn't. Don't do that. Anyway, moving on. As so you did. Yeah. To the next life. <laughs> See, <laughs> stop, Walter. That's crazy. All right. I'm going to read Stephen Warren's. Hello, Stephen. I woke up. At least I thought I did. I realized quite quickly that this was a lie. I couldn't move, couldn't turn my head. My arms felt like lead lead weights and my eyelids felt as heavy as houses. I could lift them halfway open at the most and only for a split second at a time. I had felt this feeling before, so realized quickly I was in a paralyzed sleep state. Just because I recognized this feeling as a familiar one, it did not stop the fear rushing through my body. The door which was situated to the side of my headboard was creaking as if in a slight breeze. I was constantly trying to see who, if anyone, was there, but my eyes couldn't turn that far, and my head was unmovable. The next thing I noticed was that I felt like I was hanging half off my bed, so I tried to roll myself out in order to draw myself awake. But every time my body would hit the floor, I would just be back in my bed again at the moment of impact. The door was still creaking, and and I started to yell. The sound that came out was muffled, more of a low growl than a scream. I guess I was trying to ward off whoever might be at the door. My body was asleep, just looking at the room through my waking eyes. I tried again to raise my arms. It was too hard, and it was as if the bed covers had been tied down with my arms safely tucked inside. I kept growling in hopes that the noise would wake me at least, scare off whomever was at the door, but I had no idea if the growls were audible in the waking world or just part of my slumber. I threw myself off the bed again and again, just hoping that one time it would be real and I would wake on the floor. The door continued to creak and my fear began to grow. I was now getting desperate to be awake. I tried flailing and screaming and lifting any limb I could and making sounds. I had no idea I could. I strained my eyes trying to open them fully, knowing that if I could at least do that, then I could be prepared if someone or something was to come through my through my swaying door. But alas, my eyes were still as heavy as my body itself. I started thinking to myself, would I ever be able to wait? Should I try to return to sleep? I couldn't without the with the door creaking like that. And it was, my, it was in my mind filled with running thoughts about what could enter my room. While I was in the state, I didn't really want to find out while paralyzed on my bed. I wanted to wake. And then as if from nowhere, I was. I was awake in my bed. My heart racing. I sat up and looked at the door to check if it was closed. Mm. Ain't that crazy? I've been there. But I don't, I don't know if I... I don't know because after you told me about lucid dreaming, I don't know. I don't think, but I I told you I don't think that everything is a lucid dream too. No, not all the time. I told you you gotta gauge that for yourself. 
If it's a lucid dream coming on, you'll be comfortable in your sleep paralysis. No, I don't know. Because now you got me. Because now what if I'm really doing it? Because one night I tried to uh tried to bring on a lucid dream. I laid on my back and just laid there perfectly still. And I could not get it. Once Now that I know I can do it, it never seems to work when I want to do it now. Mm-hmm. But I remember times when I used to be scared because I thought it was the witch riding my back. Yeah. And I don't care what nobody says. A couple of them times the witch was riding my back. Because a lot of them times it wasn't um it wasn't a good feeling. Like the the time which when you told when you told me how to be and uh-huh. what to expect and I laid there in my mind and told myself everything that you told me to do, uh-huh. it's it, it was it was more of an anticipation. It and then when it started to um when it started to happen it's it was more of an anticipation like oh my god it's working yeah it's working but then other times when i feel like the witch may have rolled my back it was like it wasn't a good feeling it was a like it was like it's holding me down too tightly it's 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 then you hear sounds with it like the one when i when the lucid dream one that i had that you told me that was so awesome guys I will get into it. Matter of fact, I'm going to get into it. So, let me tell you how. I all... think you told this story before. No, I didn't ever tell what the lucid dream one, or did I? Yeah, you told him about it. Well, it was wonderful, guys. You need to go back and listen to one. Listen to the ep- oh, it is. It's yeah. on lucid dreams. lucid dreams. Now, let me tell you that experience was so good. But then I had another one. Plenty of times in my life that were so bad because it felt like I was hearing noises, seeing dark shadows, um, hearing steps, footsteps, like everything. Is I don't not- refute any of that. Or everything that you thought was happening was happening. I'm still going to say though, I think you was going into a dream if you would just relax. So you telling me uh, when I when I heard that step in that cane and that step in that cane? Oh no, that wasn't no damn lucid dream. That was him purposely <laughs> coming for you. He was holding you down. And if you want to know about that story, you you'll go back in the earlier episodes. They yeah. probably are right now, it because that was. Because I remember when I was having my lucid, when I was gray starting, it was coming up like creeping up my legs. Mm-hmm. My eyes was like half open, like on, at a squint, and I could see like a tall man running from, like, running from the kitchen. Then he'd run all the way to the front door, then back to the kitchen, and all the way to the front door. And I just laid there and I was telling myself, "You're going into a dream." Just relax. You're going into a dream. And then far off, I started hearing what sounded like police sirens. And I was like, okay, yeah, you great start dreaming. You're just, your mind is going into a dream. And a little bit after that, it went over my head. And then everything went lime green. So why do the scary stuff got to start if it's a lucid dream? What does that, what, what is scaring somebody making them wonderful? Because hey, you can't move. That you, and your mind is awake. And you know damn well you should be able to move. It don't feel right. It's uncomfortable. How you wide awake can't move and you know you ain't paralyzed. I don't like that. I didn't go to bed paralyzed. <laughs> I don't like that. Explain it to me. Make it make sense. What happened? Like I could see if you know you you were paralyzed. Then you would wake up and you just be like, Oh, I'm paralyzed. This is my everyday life. But to not be paralyzed and you wake up unable to move and you know you went to bed fully capable of moving, mm-hmm. your mind immediately gonna start to wonder what the hell is going on. So then you start to make stuff up. I hear noises. 
And then you do hear noises because you're already halfway asleep. I don't like it. You're like, oh, this is creepy. I think this is some type of specter or spooky ghost. Next thing you know, you've created that spooky ghost because you're already dreaming. Well, I don't like that. I don't know what to tell you to get out of that. Except embrace it. Alright, well, I'll tell you this. Let's move on. We've so, got time for like one more story. We do? Yep, yep. Alright, well, we're going to take this one from Taylor Shaw. Hello, Taylor. Hi, all. New here. Wanted to share a little bit of what follows me. Since I was a kid, there has been a shadowy woman that watches me. I'll see her standing in corners or peeling or peeking her head out of the doors. Most annoying is when she sits in the top of my closet and twists her head. So her head is looking at me upside down. Oh, it's really hard for me to sleep at night because of it. If someone is with me, she would just stand there staring. But if I'm alone, she comes closer. Plenty of times I've been woken up at night by a feeling of my covers being tugged. I wake up and see her at the foot of my bed staring at me while she while she got her hands on my bed. Sometimes, if I'm not in bed, she bumps things. I'll be sitting in my chair reading and something will bump the back of it. Think maybe it's the dog, but no. The dog is asleep in my kid's room. I can see him. I sometimes hear breathing behind me. But there's nobody there. Things fall over in the kitchen. I've kind of gotten used to all the things. But that still creeps me out. See, and this is no shot. This is sad. This is no shot. That is, that is, see, that's. What's the name again? Taylor? Yeah. This is no shot at Taylor. But see, this is, this is why I don't, I'm, I don't want to be with somebody, like, in a relationship and get married and have kids. Because you don't know what's on other people's life. And now we move into this new house that I done spent all this money on. And I'm thinking, oh, this house is haunted. I got to get the fuck out of here. Mm. And then we move. And then like two years later, you're like, no, it's not the house. It's me. It, it follows me. I'd be to slap the dog shit out you. Wow. You had me spend all my little money and you knew it was you. <laughs> here I am changing houses. I should have been changing spouses. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> you got the game fucked up. Yo, that's sad. I am not that one. Walter will leave somebody at the drop of a hat. Like, I couldn't live in a house with somebody and I'm telling you it's haunted and you like, you're just, uh, you're just imagining things or you're just, ex- you're, you're just overworked. Yeah, don't do that. Cause I don't like when people try that to do will, that. That is the first way that'll lead us to down <laughs> to the divorce court. Yeah, don't do don't, that. Cause you're trying to Even if you think in. I'm lying, play along. Yeah, don't make me ha- like I can't st- stand when people be in a relationship. You supposed and then they, in a marriage. You, you supposed to support yes, me. Yes, and you telling your significant other something is wrong. You go to work and I'm hearing noises. I'm hearing they. Oh, it's just the house settling. You know, it's a brand new. Don't do that. I said the doors were shutting. Ain't no brand new house having doors shut. I'm not hearing foot. And you telling them you hear footsteps. You know what a and, damn and, footstep and, 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 sound and, and, and like. You got them ones that look at you. Well, I don't know what you want me to do. I want we you to get us the no fuck out of here. That's what I want you to I'm do. I'm not leaving this house. Oh uh, well, keep it. then keep it. Cause see, I I can't deal with no husband like that either. If I if it was a man like that, like I remember the one haunting. Hey, I'll play the shit out you. Now you ain't even a good provider. <laughs> get us out of a bad situation. <laughs> we in one. What kind of man are you? Now you gonna feel like shit day in and day out. I'm the type of person I really do believe that. Like if I was in a bad haunted house. I could easily be become possessed, especially if you're not believing what I'm saying, because then I become even more negative and they, they start to feed off of my energy because I'm already not a happy person. 
So putting me in that type of situation, they they you already have. Happy person? No, you know, but you know, like I have bipolar disorder. They, you know, my depression comes and in. And don't those, forget about the ADHD. Yeah, well, you know, you know what, like you know, they feed off of that. Type and stuff. And don't say like, stuff like that because that person said they ain't like when you say. I, things. I'm, my medicine bag is right there. Should I read off the list of pills? No, that's only because he don't got need, cancer. I mean, he no. had cancer. Don't try to read the, off no nutty shit. Excuse me, guys. Levastapan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that for cancer? <laughs> He said, uh, uh, that, 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 she said, that's not for cancer. What is for? Bipolar disorder. Mm. Okay. Let's, let, 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 come on, guy. Don't play that game. I don't got that. You. I don't have nothing to do with scary stories. It don't, but that's not, that's what I was, it did until you took me off context. What I'm saying is, you know that type, they feed off of that type of stuff, and I already have. No, those. but I, you said you wasn't a happy person, like you just. And I feel I like these. Every day I miserable. feel like the listeners be sitting back. Oh, he's just unhappy every day. It's not. No, that's the, not the case. But what I'm saying is, I, I, I have my ups and downs. You have your ups and downs. So, Let me like on my that. days that's down, I feel like they could just be sucking off my energy, and then I'm telling you how I feel, and you come in, and it's just the house creaking. Now I'm sitting back in my head. Is it just the house creaking? Am I crazy? And I got him looking at me like I'm crazy. Now they feeding off of that. And then they just keep pressuring me with more and more sightings. And I come to him and I'm like, eh, there's more and more sightings. And he's still like, no, 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 no. Eventually, I'm going to flip my lid. I'm going to pop like, bro. And I'm going to kill you. Yeah, stop playing with Everybody else. Stop playing with me. I'm telling you it's haunted. And now, since you don't want to take my, my, you're taking my kindness for weakness, we'll have no choice but to go do the arson. And now, you don't have a home. I don't have a home. The spirits don't have a home. Oh, you that type of person? We had to get out of here and you wasn't being man enough to make that move. So I had to make it for us. Mm. Burnt that bitch to the ground. Arson. <laughs> and when the and police that's, come... And that's, and that's Lisa Lopez, a.k.a. Left Eye. And when the police <laughs> come and they say, we got reason to believe it's arson. I don't know how you can have reason because I... Flat out told you that it was arson. <laughs> I burned it down. That's and shame. I honestly think, being as though I'm the one who was paying the bills and the tax on that land, that you shouldn't be able to tell me what the fuck to do. If I choose to take a match to my house, it's mine. Mm. There's no neighbors around here to worry about, so who was it gonna hurt? Huh? Mm. The ground? The ground is sour. Okay, listen, let me ask the listeners this, and I need for y'all to tell me. Why my mom ain't came back and I visit? see that we start that. <laughs> I'll answer for the listeners. No, you can't. I'm asking the listeners, and they're not. No, into because it. I I be listening. You see these stories we read, how they didn't already talked about their loved one this and their loved yeah. one that come back. Why has not my mama? Because my grandma ain't no necrophiliac. She said you ain't gonna be loving. Yeah, she not into that. that. She not into that. When somebody die, their spirit move on. And I feel like people whose spirits don't move on and they come back and they 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 you're sitting Don't around, do that because that's a, that, that that um that that's um helpful to a lot of people that's who have loitering. lost somebody. And I feel like by her not doing that, maybe okay, I do believe that sometimes well, I guess when people pass away, some people don't want to come back. They tired of this sinful world, wicked world. Because my mom, one thing about her, like when we used to talk about certain things in life after death. And I used to always like ask her questions about certain things. She really didn't like getting into life, like ghosts and spirits and stuff. So I feel like I, feel, I don't think she would be a ghost. She I don't not think into she that. want to. She not into that. I don't think even if she like. Now nah. you, I feel like you going. You are a ghost. I'm a ghost, 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 because yeah, that's how I'm coming you're back. Petty. Walter, don't do that. 
Because I'll slit my wrist. Never mind. And then, Tiki. <laughs> You've caused me to slit my wrist. Time to go. And I was like, Walter, you wanted to do that. Well, now <laughs> it's time to throw these hands. Because you kept on bothering me. And I told you not to appear before me like that. I told you not to come to me like that. After you die, I don't want to see you. Oh, that's hurtful. I don't want to see you. I'm not into necrophilia. You died. What the fuck we need to talk about? We need to talk about everything. No. Awesome. No, I like to do. This is what we going to do. I don't no secrets from the um, beyond no, the this grave. What we gonna I do. feel like that is a spit in, the, in God's eyes. If he had any intentions of you knowing what was coming when you die, you would be born with that knowledge. So, I, I, so when you said that secret. if one of us died first, we was going to come back and tell each uh, tell the other one such and such. That means you lied I to did, me. I did. In my heart, when I was saying it, I didn't really believe it. I didn't want it, and I didn't accept it in my life. But I did. Well, that's you. So, I'll be back. Not in my house, because I'm going to have it warded up the ass. And then I'm going to come back. All you, sorts yo, of it's funny. Like, if you really, if I really get, come back, right, and then I can see you now trying everything. I'm going to be just like that girl. Say, oh, say, God, I'm melting. I'm melting. Don't do that, Mike. That's not funny. I'm melting. And then I'm going to say, come in there, Walter. I had all these pets. I'm going to tell you the name of my pets. And you're going to sit there. <laughs> and I'm going to just tell you everything. I know everything. what you're doing. That's over my dead body. And I'm petty enough and then to I'm sit coming there and, back. What was and, that? and rattle no, off and all And I'm going to do it funnier. I'm going to leave. I'm going to just disappear. I'm going to say, what was that one cat that I had, Walter? And then I'm going to yell it out. You're talking about Simba. And I would be. But then I'm going to say, nope. You thought I was talking about Simba. But I was talking about Kitty. Uh, 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 I'm just want to talk. Don't do that. Is that funny? <laughs> Is that funny? I don't find it funny what you're doing. I don't want to talk about your death. That's so ignorant. And please, again, don't show yourself to me. I can talk about death because it's coming. It may not come when you want, but it'll be on time. That's so, not funny. That's that morbid shit I'm talking about. I am listeners. morbid. That's Everybody, right there is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, that guy, for all the listeners, I am very morbid. Like, when that girl was talking about how she had that one story where she said she was uh, used to, her and her sister used to go into the obituary and look and see who died and mm. mourn them. No, that wasn't no worse than me. I used to actually go to people's funeral. And the, I remember... I used, I took no you didn't go did I should have known then you was into necrophilia <laughs> cuz you didn't know these people these I weren't didn't. friends of yours or lost loved ones these were perfect strangers it's sad and you walking up in their funeral like you know them personally I did I said hey what kind of <laughs> comes to somebody's funeral sits amongst the mourners Listens to the pastor preach. Then, after the funeral, goes to the repast. Yeah. And eats dinner with the family and friends as if you are family and or friend. <laughs> Yo, why don't you not like, why don't you tell them, won't you tell them what you, you was, no, you was right there eating too. Don't I'm do not going to turn down a plate of scrumptious food. <laughs> I'm then, all, I've already the lady said, oh, I ain't seen you in, and I don't, in my head, I I'm can't thinking, tell you when. This old bitch don't know me. She's clearly halfway out. Her See, that pulled rocker. me in. That, that pulled me into wanting to commune with the family. only even more shows how much of a sociopath you are. Because she said... That's, that's not even a sociopath. Said, hey, I think that's, um, that's a narcissist. I ain't seen you in a long time. And I... I've, automatically, and I you felt, just fed right into her story and pretended and went along. Yes, with it like I felt you like you hadn't seen her in a long. I didn't, and I said, "Oh my God, you too!" Like it just—I don't that's know sick. what's wrong with me. That's sick. It's psychosis. <laughs> 
I felt at home with her. No. She just was talking all nice. The only time you feel at home with somebody that's a complete stranger is if you're a nut. Well, I guess I'm a nut. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. Mm. That's sick. I'm Sometimes not... I feel like a killer. Sometimes I don't. Why See, would you look at me like that? That's what I'm talking about. That's the shit right like, there. Nah, I'm not worried about it. I just did that because I knew you was going to look at me. I'm not worried about me. it. They see, they hear you for who you are. They can smell it coming off of you. All the bodies you didn't talk. And God knows what you I'm going to tell you something. When she was really talking about H.H. Holmes that day, I didn't feel nothing. I didn't feel nothing. No remorse? <laughs> no. I almost called you out your name. No, I am not talking about that. I'm talking about I ain't feel nothing like that was once me in the past. Of course not. You don't remember. No, that one girl you said weren't born her, with they the remember their hair. remember your past lives. You oh. didn't have that. Otherwise, you'd have already been telling them. I remember I had opened up a grand hotel when the World Fair was coming to town. Mm. And then people came. And I had my house castle more like booby trapped to the nines. I could I could suffocate people in their room without ever stepping in. I had little holes drilled in so I could peer in at them with my H.H. H. Holmes eye. Who said that? That's what he did. That's what my I... apologies. You. That's so. See, I didn't feel nothing. Of course not. Of course you're not going to feel remorse or any of that. You didn't feel it then. Why you keep on saying remorse? Boy, I'm not talking about no remorse. Don't keep on trying to do this in front of these listeners. Then you they next what? thing you know, they talk. They no, I'm not no damn um Jack the Ripper. Again, he could have been H.H. H. Holmes also. They too, they, 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 That's what I'm saying. He's the best. If he, was, if he really was Jack the Ripper, he's the best. Because I was a serial killer in two different countries. Mm. I'm out here running shit. That is hot, but don't do that to me. Of course, you would think it's cool. It is. Of course. We we hear you. We see you. Let me tell y'all something. And this is real. I never told anybody. Don't tell us nothing weird (laughs) because. For real, these my listeners. Saying dumb shit. People lose followers like that. Don't say nothing untoward. (laughs) I'm great saying. (laughs) Why are you always telling me like. That's not the here nor there. I'm not telling. No, them. no, it's fine. At that, we have come to a <laughs> uh, close. They we will be back. Know. They won't. They gonna want to know what I had to tell them. Y'all gonna want to know. And if you want to know what I was gonna say, guys, go ahead and leave a like, comment, and tell me on the group chat or the group page. I know you'll out here it again. No, we they want to know what I was gonna say. Don't bring this up. Okay. Don't bring this up. Also, go to our YouTube channel under the same name. Like, comment, and subscribe, please. Love you guys. Been real. Deuces.